Welcome to DFS with Fields of Fantasy, hosted by Johnny B, Dowie, and our DFS expert, Riku. How's it going, everybody? It is your boy, Johnny B, and we're back here for DFS with Fields of Fantasy. And then there were four. We are now at the championship weekend, and that leaves only a two-game slate, making it even harder to pick teams and get some differentials. And it really becomes how you see the two games going across the week. What's the story of the games and how your picks are going to go around that story. Dowie, how did you find the uh, divisional weekend? Well, before I start, I'd like us to have a minute silence for our, for our members of the Fields of Fantasy family who have had losses in the playoffs. Johnny B with the Buffalo Bills and Azowin. Mark Watson with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Riku with the Cowboys. So I think we should all have a minute silence for your losses. And lucky. Fuck off. Uh, it's, it's shit. It's shit. But, you know, I, as a Bills fan, I'm happy we got there. And I'm, a lot, I'm quite optimistic for next season, to be honest. Yeah, I must admit, very close game. You know, it is marginal mistakes. Um, I thought the Lions looked good. I thought the Ravens were fantastic. Ravens were the standout. Um, 49ers, to be honest, watching that performance, it gave me more doubt than it did optimism with them. Yeah, I think Ravens and the Lions were the two what impressed me the most. Indeed. And if we're going to see a shot probably this weekend, it'll probably be Detroit against 49ers, I think. Yeah. So... But we're looking at this week. We've got Baltimore and the Chiefs. Ravens, 3.5 favourites. And the total for the game is 44.5. What do you think? I think that's about right. Um, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game anyway because Baltimore are going to keep the clock going quite fast, aren't they? Because they're predominantly a run-first team. So I can't see it being like a blowout or anything like that. It depends on how well they can keep Casey's scoring down, isn't it? But yeah, I think though, watching the Bills Chiefs game, Josh Allen he had like 77 yards, something like that, on the ground. Yeah, so you would say, even though Josh Allen's a really good runner, Lamar is better. Oh, hands down, yeah. So, um, looking at the quarterback prices, Lamar is 7,700, Mahomes is 6,900. I think I'd rather pay a little extra on our Jackson, I think his ceiling's higher because of the rushing. And we've seen the Chiefs now. Pacheco's been quite dominant in their uh, offensive plan, hasn't he? Yeah, I think for me, Jackson's the clear number one for a reason. That's why he's priced so high above the others. Mahomes is probably one of the cheapest prices I've seen all season, but that's because that Ravens defence is uh, being unreal. And clearly the market hasn't got an appetite for Mahomes to score that highly this week. Yeah, so um, I, I think out of the two I'm picking, I, I probably will go Jackson in a couple of lineups this week. Uh, like you yeah, I, I'm not that confident on Mahomes. I think if I'm, gonna, I'm only going to go with one of them, and that would be Jackson. Probably not going to have any lineups with Mahomes. I, maybe because I'm slightly bitter as a Bills fan, and I really can't, don't want to see the Chiefs get to the Super Bowl. But when I think about it, I, I've, when I watch the game and if I'm realistic about what happened against Buffalo, uh, Mahomes and Pacheco and Kelsey just went down the field winning three and a half minute drives, going straight through the middle of uh, the Bills' defense, who had, you know, 
third string linebackers. At, at times, they only had actually three uh, that were actually fit and able to play. So then I, I just can't see the Ravens, who are hands down the best defence in the league, um, not keeping Mahomes quieter or if at least not slowing down those drives. Mm-hmm. So for me, I don't see the opportunity to score points like he, Mahomes did against the Bills. So for me, yeah. it's Jackson all the way. I'm back in the, back in the Ravens 100%. Yeah. The only thing that don't you always feel like like the Chiefs this season? Like I I watched them against the Raiders. Raiders defense bullied them. But when it comes to the point, Mahomes, Andy Reid, Kelsey, they show up, don't they, for the big occasions? Well, they do, don't they? And even like if I went into even last season when they won the Super Bowl at the start of the playoffs, I don't think you would have put them down as a favorite. Because they didn't have a particularly good season, did they? They started really bad last season and they just decided to start winning at the right time, didn't they? And that's what winners do. Um, so you never know. The Chiefs could easily win. Yeah, if, if they win this week, I mean, I'd, I'd say the biggest hurdle for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl is win this week. Yeah, If they can win this week, I think they are, I'd probably say they've got a good chance of being favourites for the week after, about well, two weeks after the Super Bowl. Yeah, I would agree. Looking at the running backs, Pacheco, 6,500. Last week he had 15 carries and 97 yards. I think now he's actually the play for the Chiefs because they they rely on him so much this year. Gets a bit of pass catching as well. I don't see CEH getting any work as such. It'll just be the odd carrier in there. So I think the volume's there with Pacheco. you got Gus Edwards, 5,500. Just the bus. Justice Hill, 4,800. And if you're going to be risky like I was last week, what toasted a few more lineups, Dalvin Cook, 4,200. Yeah, he didn't really cook at all last week, did he? he you know what? I seen him, he, come in, he had a couple of plays and then he come in uh, the fourth quarter and I thought, here we go. Just give me that one big touchdown. But no, he never got, he got, to, I think it was like 2.8 points, something like that. I think so, the yeah. problem is just. The volume he's going to get, isn't he? Having to share it with Hill and Edwards and Jackson, because you know Jackson's going to take sure. probably seventy five hundred yards, isn't he? If Allen did that, so it's it's hard to decide what one of those Baltimore uh, running backs is really going to get the volume to pop off. Um, I, I do like this game for uh, the. I think it's going to be a heavily run game personally myself. So I, I think it would be as well, but it depends. But, are you going to pay up? For Pacheco and then I think get I'd yourself and would you get two running backs out of this game? I I, I potentially would take Pacheco and I'd take Hill because Hill's four thousand eight hundred, so he will give you money to spend down the line, and you know he gets them pass catching downs, doesn't he? And he's one of them yeah. who does go off on them big runs. So I think I would probably look at Pacheco and then probably Hill just because of the price. Yeah, he's definitely one of those cheaper options. Um, that you probably end up putting towards your flex, I would have thought. Um, just because, depending on what your wide, wide receiver options are, there's not huge amounts of... See, my problem with the wide receiver options are I probably don't want to touch too much of the KC wide yes. receivers. And then uh, we talk about the wide receivers while we're here now for the game. but And then even with the Baltimore, I probably would only want to punt on one because I don't see the benefit of having more than one because I... Generally, you don't see more than one 
Ravens wide receiver um, get fantasy relevance in the yeah. same week? Well, I got cooked as well with Zay Flowers last week. I paid six fares and he got six, um, I think it was eight points. Not a good return. But looking at the price point for this week, Rashi Rice, 6,500. MVS, 3,400. You got Watson, 3,300. And I'm sure Tony's at, he's doubtful for the game, but mm. he, he could play. So I think if you're looking at the Kansas side, Rice is, well, you know what? To be honest with you, at MVS's price, 3,400. I had him in a few lineups. I think he got eight points as well. He does go off for them, them bigger touchdowns, doesn't he? And I think yeah. I think if you spend big in a few positions, he would possibly be the gamble from the Chiefs to take just on the price point because you don't need a lot to pay that back. Um, on the Ravens side, you got Zay Flowers five thousand eight hundred, OBJ four thousand four hundred, Nelly Aguilar three thousand eight hundred, and I'm not sure Bateman's price. I think he's I think he's relatively in the three thousands as well. Three thousand six hundred. Yeah. I mean, I I had Aguilar. I had him in a couple of lineups last um, last week in the divisional rounds. Nine point two points or something like that. What did he get? Yeah, nine point two points, which isn't too bad, really. My concern about Aguilar though is actually uh, the amount of yards he gets is pretty small. So you you almost need him to get one of those red zone touchdowns, don't you, to make him yeah. relevant? He only gets four to five, four or five targets. And when and those four or five targets have only been really converted like over the last four weeks, he's had four plus targets three times. He's only actually had more than thirty yards once. So you really have to depend on um, a red zone touchdown kind of play because he's not getting, he doesn't get the chunk plays, does he? Yeah. So then, yeah, the, the wide receivers. I think for me on this game. You, you might have to take a punt on Nelly, OBJ or MVS just because yeah. when you look at your lineups and how much money you have left, you're in that range, aren't you? Yeah, definitely. I, I, I think I might take, potentially take another punt on, say, Flowers. As you say, burnt you a bit last week, only got the eight points. But I think out of all of these, it's not, I mean, it's 5,800, which is, you know, what, mid, low to mid tier. Well, probably lowest part of the mid tier. But we know he's got the capable of getting 20 points. He's done it three times out of the last five weeks. So what's going to stop him doing it again? But about um, Rashi Rice, got any interest in him? Or... See, I like Rashi Rice. Um, and it's one of those where... Probably a matchup uh, you don't like from him, isn't it's it? It's not the right matchup. So it's one of those where it just depends on what money you've got left, how else you're structuring the team. I mean, I think if you think Casey are going to win it, then... If you're structuring a team around Casey winning it, you're putting a Mahomes in, which I wouldn't do, then you have to put Rice. But then, well, you put Rice or Kelsey. You could put you Rice to be the differential team, away from Kelsey. You could do. But I think that's a brave thing to do against the Ravens. Mm. Saying that now, someone's going to do that and probably take home the uh, the, the competition this week. Yeah, but, so we'll move to tight end because I, I think that's a, an interesting part of this because both teams like the tight ends. Kelsey, 6,600. You've seen him now, like last. He hasn't had a great. He hasn't. He's actually had a good season in terms of things, just not a Kelsey standard season. Got the two touchdowns last week. He's at six thousand six hundred. Isaiah likely four thousand three hundred. And I'll throw this one in just because he does get some work. Noah Gray two thousand five hundred. 
I think Noah Gray is a great little punt if you need to save some money and you can have some huge assets across the team. Uh, I'm not against that at all because all you need is a touchdown and all of a sudden you're around the 10 points. That's all you need when you spend two and a half thousand. So actually, I think that's a, a, a not bad differential to whack in there to be able to have some big assets. You could even play Kelsey and Noah Gray if you really yeah. wanted to. You're feeling that brave. You could put Kelsey in your tight end, put Noah Gray in your flex, and uh, you've spent, what, eight, eight, nine? But you just you need them both to be involved. Yeah, um, like like I say, I you know me, I'm not a stats guy. It does my head in looking at stats. But um, when you watch Chiefs, you hear Gray's name a couple of times a game, don't you, Catchy? So yeah. he's used, he's used. Uh, the one thing I will say about Likely, though, is he's the one play that's play that seems to get those ten plus uh yard receptions uh consistently in the team. And if anyone's gonna get chunk play, it's gonna be him. He's also had five touchdowns in the last five weeks. So you know there's a good chance that if they get near the end zone as well, that he could be heavily involved in, in getting some red zone work and get those touchdowns. So I quite like likely in this game. Um how likely is it you pick likely? Extremely likely, extremely likely. I think he's one that I'm going to have in some lineups. I, th- I think you've got to. Well, you know what? If you ever watch Lamar Jackson, when you watch the next game, he c- Lamar Jackson's strength is thrown straight down the middle. Yeah, you. That's what he always goes for. He's a down the middle passer, and that's where likely will be. So exactly, and he much. doesn't. He doesn't. He, compared to your flowers or your aglaws, he doesn't get much more target share. But the point is, his targets generally provide more yards than those two on average, especially Aguilar, and he's used in the red zone against touchdowns. Yeah, I think he'll be a popular player this week, actually, likely. I think he probably will be, because I think he's probably the only way you can try and save money but still have the guaranteed quality as a tight end. I mean, there's only four times to choose from, and three are quite expensive. So that's the only other place to go unless you go for a outlier like Noah Gray. Yeah. So let's move on to the DSTs. Ravens, 3,000. No, carry on, carry on. Ravens, 3,200. And the Chiefs are 2,900. Yeah, you're going to play Ravens at some of your DSTs, surely? Yeah, I I, I favour. To be honest with you, you know what I think about these two? Because I think it's got... These, there won't be many mistakes, so you know you, you won't get the interceptions and the sacks. Anymore. Yeah. So even though I think they're the safe play, I don't know if it's. I, I'm not too sure what I'm going to do on that one. I think it depends on how you see the game going. If Casey get behind and they start having to really push it, then maybe there's going to be a bit more of a chance of Casey having to take risk and and Ravens get some interceptions possibly I don't know but I don't I'm not going to pick the Chiefs because I I can't I definitely can't see them doing particularly well but here's the thing with it when it gets to this there's only four DSTs in the um, there's only four DSTs there's only $700 between the four all you want here is you want someone to get a as you say, who's good, who's the likely team that's going to be able to take a uh, an interception for a touchdown? And you probably say this isn't a game where as much that that's likely to happen, would you? 
No, because they've got the better quarterbacks. Great. You've seen Brock Purdy under a bit of pressure for flumps. Goff is Goff, isn't he? Like, you know, when he's reliable, he's great. When he's a uh, Goff, he can have an horrendous game. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think, you know, from that perspective, with only the 700 difference, I think Lions and 49ers are probably the two that you're more likely to go for. Um, but I think in some lineups, I would just have the Ravens just because I would be wanting to go down the... Um, that the Baltimore is going to be all over KC storyline. Um, so I think if you're if you're building your team and you're not going to have any KC assets, I think then Ravens is the right play just because you're saying that KC uh, aren't going to put much points against the Ravens, and then you just need, as you say, that one TD. But I, for me, I just don't see the Chiefs personally. Yeah. So let's move on to the next game. We've got the Detroit Lions against the San Francisco 49ers. The 49ers are six and a half point favourites and the total for the game is 50.5. So they favour this game by a touchdown in terms of points scored with the Baltimore game. How many points did you say? So the total points for the game is 50.5. The Baltimore game is 40. I agree. I, I agree. I, mean, we, I think we both agree. I think in terms of offensive weapons, you'd say for as a game, you'd probably say the quarterbacks in this aren't are, are both worse than the than the KC Baltimore game, but they're both got weapons that are way above the consistency and the uh, kind of the form across this season so far. I mean, you know, 49 speaks for itself when you look at the likes of Kittle, you look at, um, well, Debo's not there, but you look at CMC, Ayuk, and then, you know, even on the Lions, they've just brought Ertz in, which is a pretty good vet presence to have. Could couple that with uh, Laporta for some two or three tight end sets and then having Amon Ra as well. I mean, and then the, the running backs of Gibbs, that, that this could really be an extremely high-scoring game. And I think you'd be wanting to get a lot of weapons from this game um, in your lineups this week. Yeah, I, my outlook on this game is it's either going to be a massive shootout or it's going to be a really um, one-sided San Francisco 49er. I think it's how that defence gets to Goff. I think that's the key. Yeah. I think 49 ers to win this, they've really got to make Goff go to the Goff of what was at the Rams where he made mistakes in the big time. Um, I think if, if if quite possibly if you if you've not got Goff in your lineup, then the 49ers defense is definitely a play. Yeah, well, I'll be honest. I've messed around a couple of lineups and I haven't touched Goff, and I haven't, and I've had quite a bit of 49ers. So. Um, Talking of Goff, he's priced six thousand three hundred. Purdy is six thousand four hundred. Against that Lions defense, I mean, thirtieth opposition rank, which is probably one of the best opposition ranks you've got for any player this week. Yeah, so looking at it, um, Lions actually are quite tough in every other position, apart from that. They're actually the best team against the run. You would have thought that, eh? You never would have thought that. 
So yeah, Purdy and Goff are interesting to me. Um, see, I'm quite, str- I'm very much looking at my lineups. I'm very Lamar based because I feel like this could be a San Francisco 49ers win where they do it through the run, even though the stats mm. will tell you different. When CMC is on fire, that's that's I think that's the play for me. He's a different animal, isn't he? It's not not the same, especially when he gets involved in the pass catching game as well. So and yeah, will you be uh, touching Purdy or Guff? Uh, I'd have some shares in Purdy. Um, see, I, I I think there is a storyline that, that, that the Lions could do particularly well against Sam. You know what's mad as well? Every week we always say, we always pick a Lions player and say they're always fantasy friendly. And this week I'm really struggling with it. Well, we know Goff can be completely fantasy. What's the opposite of friendly? Not friendly. Yeah, we'll go with that. Fantasy not friendly. Uh, Goff could be particularly fancy not friendly when the pressure's on him and he starts throwing some stupid, stupid balls. I think if Sam Fran get a get in front quickly, um, and you definitely don't want a Goff in your lineup just because he could really hamper it by some stupid interceptions. And then um, I worry about Purdy where if Lions because we know Lions can put the points up. Yeah, Purdy's forced to throw. We've seen what happens to him. And that's just the and, and and you know he hasn't got Debo now either. So the actual offense you'd think would be is a bit more predictable than it would be yeah. without Debo. So the Detroit Lions, who I think, even though the opposition ranked for wide receivers and QBs for the Lions is thirtieth on both, I think they've performed better than that over the latter half of the season. Yeah, you know how it so, is, Johnny B. Spit facts, not stats. Yeah, well, I, I think they, especially last week, I thought they looked quite. They, the Detroit defense looked really good. I know it was only against the Bucks, and and Baker can have that effect sometimes. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna say that Mark will be fucking fuming. No, fuck him. Right. <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, let's move, move on, on to, to the backs. running backs. Yeah, we've got CMC. Is the hoist. Player value this week of nine thousand. We got Gibbs at six thousand four hundred, Demon at five thousand six hundred, and then I'll throw the little cheap option in of Elijah Mitchell at four thousand six hundred. Hmm. You know what? I think I'm paying up this week for CMC. I think I'm putting my I think money I'm, where my mouth is. It's going to be extremely highly owned. But I'm trying the to think. Price of... might put people off though, because it's hard to build a lineup because everyone's quite expensive this week. I think it seems that way, but then what's the alternative? Pacheco so, and Gibbs, Pacheco and Montgomery, Pacheco see, and Gus. You know, you know, Gibbs has that high ceiling, but sometimes Montgomery can have them really high scoring games, can't he? It just depends how it's going to go. I, I think my problem is how well are the Lions going to rush against this Niners defence? And are they going to have to rely more on the passing game than the running game? And if they're going to have to rely more on the passing game, you're picking a Gibbs over a Demon. Mm, yeah. I think I mean, Gibbs has the higher ceiling by far, doesn't he? Just because of the, that receiving work. And yeah. he's had, what, five touchdowns in the last five weeks. You know, but then Demont's had four in the last five weeks. So we know they've both... You know, touchdown relevant. It's just whether you not you think it's going to be Lions are going to have to pass it more or run it more, and I think they're probably going to have to pass it more. 
Gibbs and I'll probably go to more towards a Gibbs. But I'm not confident on either. And that's what pushes me back towards the CMC just because you know, you know you're, you're likely to get some guaranteed points. And it's only a two-game slate, so yeah, there's think... not that picking him is almost guaranteed, and I think it's riskier not going for him than going for him this week. I think looking at how I've built my lineups, I'm I'm looking at the minute at a CMC and a Justice Hill. That seems to be my most yeah. likely combo. And I, I definitely I might I even guess, throw Pacheco yeah. in as a flex as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite high on Pacheco. I think I might pick him up as well. Even, even if the Chiefs haven't got a particularly good game, Pacheco can still score points. Yeah, for that's... sure. For um, sure. Let's go to the wide receivers. The Sun God St. Brown, 7,900. I did have Samuel down, but you've just ruled him out. Per sources, Johnny B, that feels a fantasy. Well, at the moment, he's, his state of Sunday is yet to be determined, isn't it? Oh, is it? I thought... So yeah, but I, I, if he's playing, he's, then maybe. But he's meant to be in quite a lot of pains at the moment, so we're just gonna have to see as the week goes. So all right, so we've got Sam Brown seven nine, um, Samuel seven thousand three hundred, Ayuk six thousand nine hundred, and then you got one Jennings four thousand six hundred. He, he had a decent game last week. Um, you got Reynolds four thousand and Williams at three thousand seven hundred. What do you like, Johnny B? I mean, you know, Juan Jennings is one of those players that, you know, at 4,600, if Debo's not there, there's volume for him to have. Um, so I, I don't mind picking him up, but particularly if, I, if I've if i not backed Ayuk, I think there's a good chance that Juan Jennings is a good gamble then. Um, I like St. Brown every single Week yeah, of the even though 49ers defence is good, you know he's gonna have them hundred yards of a possible touchdown. Definitely. That's definitely. just nailed every week, isn't it? I mean, yeah, I just I just think if you if you, if you're writing this up to be a shootout, you have to have St. Brown in there. And if you think it's gonna be a shootout, the likes of Josh Reynolds, etc. Um it's not a bad choice either. He, you know, he's got the chance of a touchdown again. He scores at 15 points, he's only four thousand, which I think is cheap. You're gonna to have to put some gambles somewhere within this like within your lineups because because the uh obviously it's a two game slate, so it's not very deep. So I don't know, I like Reynolds from this game. I do like Jennings. I think both of them are good differential targets. Um but what I would say is I think Reynolds was even though Debo's if Debo's out, I still think Reynolds could be highly owned. I think he's quite a popular DFS target, particularly if there's only this two game slate. I, um, I think so, he's in that list again, isn't it? Fourth, you're gonna when the prices are so high on a lot of players, you've got to start looking at your Reynolds, your Nellies, your OBJs. It's you, you, we're all gonna take points on all these different low cost ones, and it's whichever one either goes off or does solid and doesn't bust. I, I just think I, I six hundred more with one Jennings, and I think I'm gonna go for him over Reynolds if I've got a Saint Brown. Yeah, just because I think it, I I think Reynolds would be more or would be high higher owned than Jennings. Yeah. Um, so this gives you a little bit more of a um, a step up on the rest of the field. If you do well, then you're ahead of all of them. You know. Yeah, and I'm going to say my bold take for this week: Ayuk will be the most owned wide receiver if Samuel is out. I think there's a really good chance that that could be happening, but I think personally, 
Um, that's when you, Jennings could come in. I think he would have a good game, are you? But I mean, it's the alternative to, you know, if you go towards tight ends, it's the alternative to Debo, not Kittle. Yeah. Well, moving to tight ends then. Kittle, 5,300. Laporta, 5,400. I I haven't seen Ertz's price yet. When I uh, was doing the prices, he wasn't on there. So I don't know if he's been put in yet. But... So his price is what gets interesting. 2,800. Um, That's cheap. Really that's cheap. because he's been hardly involved uh, with the Cardinals, has he? Because he's in me well. I think he's, he's been, been injured, hasn't he? Pretty much injured since week seven. Um, but if he's fit enough to play, it's not a bad little gamble at 2,800, is it? Listen, that's where these, these gambles either kill I'm, you I'm, or they make okay. you. But this is the thing. The we know Laporte is not fit. He's not fit. Um, even like throughout the game, just this week, gone, he did not look completely comfortable, even though he still had a relatively good game, 15 point scores. But he didn't look comfortable at all with that knee. And it's, it's you know, it, it, if if he goes down wrong once, all of a sudden the Sackerts has got to be heavily involved. And Sackerts can definitely uh, give you a nice return on 2,800. If he gets the 15 points, you're laughing. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest with you, I'm massively high on Kittle this week. I think he's been fantastic lately. Yeah, I agree. And, and I I think, like you said, if Samuel's out, Kittle will be wide receiver too, really, won't he? Yeah, definitely. He's had three 15-point-plus games over the last five weeks. He's 5,300 um, is great value as well. I think it is for Kittle, who, you know, with Samuel out, he could be the one that really returns in that price range. Um, he's got great hair as well. Yeah, he's got fabulous hair. Fabulous hair. Um, I just think he's cheap because... I don't think you're going to get, you know, that's his type of ceiling for that type of price. Yeah, sure. And so for me, he's even, a, he, he's even if you go like say Zach Ertz at two thousand eight hundred, bringing Kittle in your flex, I think he can pay off. Yeah, I, I saw. I, I, I even last week, I think I saw, I saw a lot of people using Kittle in your flex. And again, when you get to these two game slates, that's where um, maybe playing a two tight ends. Is not a terrible decision because you have, especially, I, I, I especially with the Casey and the Baltimore game, where you don't really have much confidence in the wide, in receivers. The wide receivers. And you go back to the wide receiver prices here, like say Flowers is 5,800. I'd rather pay less money and have Kittle. I agree. Um, and then obviously everyone else below that's into the 4,000s. For like Jennings, OBJ, Reynolds, who have got the money again, I'd rather have Kittle. Um, everybody above that six thousand five hundred anyway, so it's irrelevant. But I mean, Rashi Rice at six thousand five hundred or George Kittle at five thousand three hundred in your flex. Yeah, I think you're right there, saying that actually, from a flex perspective, he's probably a very very good player. You've got enough money to be able to still spend five thousand three hundred. Um, and then have so many your tight end slot that's like you know your likelies or your or your hurts. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Right, let's move on to defense, Johnny B. Because yeah, listeners probably don't know we're on Zoom basic, so we've got four minutes. Well, we've already spoke about the defenses, so uh, 
I'll be honest. I don't think we need to go to my play this Niners. week is the 49ers. 3,300. They're going to pressure the shit out of Goff. He's going to give them two interceptions and one pick six. Good night, Vienna. Top scoring defence. I, I think he, if, if you don't have Goff, then definitely play him. And I, I wouldn't go, I'm not playing. If I've got 49ers then I, or if I've got a load of Lions weapons, I wouldn't play 49ers. I'd still potentially play them just because you know that the, the Lions weapons could actually score well within the game alongside Goff giving up the pick sixes or whatever yeah. as well. You know, you know so, yourself, St. Brown and Gibbs could both have 100 yards, but they might get 14 points. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, easily. So, cool. Yeah. So there we are, everybody. That is our review of the two games and all the positions. So you're going to get some help selecting your lineups for the final multi-game slate of the season in the championship games. Good luck to all the fans that have still got a team in there, whether you're Baltimore, Detroit or a San Francisco fan. Yeah, we'll give Pestle a shout-out. He's the last one of the fans yeah, of fantasy. He is. Good luck, been. Pestle. I'm, I have to say, I'm very much behind you, Pestle. So, yeah, good luck for those three teams. And if you're a Kansas City fan, I hope you cry. And we'll and make Actually, sure... Johnny B, before we go, I want to thank you for all your hard work this year and you can have next week off. Why? Super Bowl's the following week after. Oh, thanks, mate. Of course. <laughs> you don't get Pro Bowl DFS, do you? But, yeah, make sure you get involved in the league this week. $5 buying, as always. Top three payout. And, you know, this is the last chance of getting yourself a multi-game slate chicken dinner. So get involved. Link's in the description. And we'll see you next. Well, we'll see you in two weeks' time for the Super Bowl Captain Showdown. Ta-da.